to the Dive into Reiki podcast. I'm Natalie, and together we will enjoy a series of conversations that explore the journey of Reiki practitioners and teachers from all lineages. 100% Reiki-focused stories, 100% human. Hi, divers. I'm sharing with you a different kind of episode today for this podcast. Instead of me interviewing a Reiki master, I am being interviewed by Christian from the Reiki Business Collective. And I found it very interesting. It's not a subject we talk often, the professional and business side of Reiki. So that's why I think there is a lot of value in what Christian is doing. We discussed both of us about setting a business proposition, uh, which mainly means defining who you're serving and what you're solving in order to reach the right people. And I'm really grateful for Christian for the wonderful work he's doing, bringing more of these interviews and really talking about the side that often we struggle the most and yet we talk the least. You can check more of his podcast at the Reiki Business Collective on YouTube. Enjoy. Welcome to the Reiki Business Collective where Reiki business owners come together to share information, support one another, and serve the world. Thanks for joining us. I'm Christian of Standing Stones Healing, interviewing and inviting Reiki business owners to join the conversation in the Reiki Business Collective Facebook group. Thank you. Welcome to this episode of Reiki Business Collective. In this episode, we are talking with Natalie Jaspar. Natalie is a Reiki master with more than 15 years of practice, a graduate teacher from the International House of Reiki, trained with the Center for True Health and International Center for Reiki, and studied Zen Buddhism in Japan at the Chokai San International Zendo. She is the author of Reiki as a Spiritual Practice and Illustrated Guide and the Reiki Healing Handbook and host of the Dive into Reiki podcast. She has a lot of great knowledge and information to share with us. So Natalie, thank you so much. Welcome to Reiki Business Collective. Thank you, Christian. I'm very excited to be here. Yes, we're honored to have you. Thank you. Natalie, please, let's just begin by having you tell us a little bit about your business. So my Reiki business is probably a little bit different. Um, Many Reiki business are based on offering sessions and classes. My Reiki business uh, has to do a lot with the person I am. I am a writer. I work in advertising. I draw. So in time, I started integrating everything I am beyond Reiki into my Reiki practice and make a business out of it. And we'll probably deepen into that later. So my Reiki business is two things, uh, a lot of mentoring, um, because I, again, I struggled to really understand Reiki and there was not a lot of deeper knowledge than now it is because we've gone to Japan. So I've used mentoring and everything that has to do with education. So I write books. Um, Some of them are illustrated books because I draw. I was a journalist for many years, so I also bring interviews. So it's everything that has to do with communication, which is ironically what I do for a living as well. I combine it. And so I, that's it. It's probably the Patreon, the platform for mentoring, uh, the podcast, the books, and all the Reiki drawings. So it's really bringing everything that I was and incorporating and creating a different sort of business. 
and I still give sessions and classes as well, you know, but actually that's probably like a 40% of my business only. Well, thank you so much, Natalie. So Natalie, I know that um, you uh, wanted to talk with us about things like um, business proposition, branding, and, and things like that. Um, so please um, tell us a, a little bit about some of the tips that you have to pass along to other Reiki business owners. Absolutely. So that comes a little bit uh, when you hear my business proposition, and I hope it was clear enough because I'm so not used to talk about the business side, right, that I ramble a little bit. So what happened to me, and I think it happens to all of us, Reiki has a wonderful thing. Reiki is, can help everyone and has 300,000 benefits. So that is good because our target out there is everyone. The trouble is when you set up a business for everyone, and this is basic marketing, I work in advertising, and it took me a long time to actually apply it to Reiki. When you have a proposition that goes to everyone, you're talking to no one, right? Because you are so open in your business about benefits and your language becomes very generic that you really are putting something out there that doesn't really appeal to most people, right? So if you go to most websites, you're gonna see a lot of the websites that we use to promote or the language we use to promote is actually the manual, right? And I did this because when I was studying Reiki and starting my website, I checked every website in New York and half of them had very similar language, which was mostly copy and paste from the manual, right? And this is not about criticizing that. This is because Reiki actually truly helps everyone. I wanna bring this beauty to everyone. So my website and my business was also like the traditional, you go to Reiki 2, professional level in quote marks, or you take a Reiki 3 class and they give you, okay, this is what you offer. You offer Reiki sessions, you offer Reiki training for one, two, and three. There is no talk of mentoring and, and you do group healing perhaps as well, right? And remote healing. So you had your products. So it was probably a few years ago, I had like this very nice website and New York offers a system of mentoring for a new business and small businesses called SCORE. So I got this mentor and I went, my, I'm telling you that website, I was so proud of it, right? And I was doing good. I was teaching classes. Like my Reiki circles had a waiting list. It wasn't like I was struggling, um, but I went there because I wanted to take one step further. So this woman who didn't even heard, uh, hadn't heard about Reiki before in her life, she went to my website. I gave her the links and this woman came back to me. She had researched the same thing I did, all the Reiki website. She looked at me it's like, why is your website different? Like, why would I go to you than all the rest? Everybody's offering relaxation. Everybody's talking about these benefits. And like, and you said a book was coming out. I don't see anything about your writing. I saw your Instagram, their drawings. I see nothing about your drawings. Who are you and where would I go to you and not to Mark Simons or Pamela Anderson? I don't know, I'm making up those names even though like that or whatever. And I felt horrible because that is my daily job, right? I, and I realized, I never was told I could do something different with a Reiki business, right? I was never told I don't need to follow the path that I was told. And so one thing, I also work with a coach and the one thing I wanted to do was, okay, what is my, who am I talking? Again, Reiki can help everyone, but my personality and my quirks and my way of living will not, you know, I'm not gold. Like, you know, not everybody will love me. There is some people who actually enjoy working more with and when, because I was in corporates and always working corporate, I had burnout. I was obsessed, like, I'm going to then define my core target to people in relaxation from corporate. 
So I defined that and there is a twist to that story, but that already, okay, went from like, okay, I'm not talking to moms, I'm not talking to dads, I'm not talking to older people, I'm talking to people who are between 28 and 40, mostly female, who are having corporate burnout, right? So that already took a business that was very all over the place, defined it, and then it's very obvious, when you have a target that is very clear, the benefit is relaxation, right? And re-energizing. So that was very clear. What happens is, even though I was one of them, that's not the target I like to work with. But by closing, that's when I started to feel my Reiki circles more and everything. Like really, I could see a big jump into my business because I wasn't talking Reiki is this amazing life force that can help anyone. I could already say Reiki is going to help you deal with corporate burnout, like with brain fog, with that lack of energy. So that was a lot more concrete. And people would say like, that's me. Like I'm feeling exhausted. I don't sleep well. I'm not digesting well. So the people could say that is for me, right? And to be honest, there's so many people suffering from everything that sometimes we don't close our target audience because we want to get more business. In my experience, actually you get less because no one is almost like, it's like you're sending the stuff to fish, you know, without any, what do you call the carnada? Sorry, that's Spanish. When you put a little worm into the, you need to put a worm into your stuff, right? So you need someone to bite, and in a good way, you're serving these people, but if people don't feel identified, you're not helping anyone. It's not just business, it's also serving. So that make a big difference. I started to have a mailing list, you know, I started writing about it. And what came is like, the more I wrote about it, I realized I like writing, but that, that I'll leave it for after, right? So I designed that. And so what you want to do as a Reiki practitioner, that's the first thing is practice, 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 do sessions to very different people. And then take six months a year. Again, I think patience and practice are big things. And do it, when I started, I do it with donation. I never did free sessions just to a friend. Like, unless, for example, if a friend had cancer treatment, like cancer, they couldn't afford Reiki, I would do it. But most of them, I will, they will give me $20, $30. So I never did it for free. And I used that money to actually pay for Reiki classes for friends. So I will donate it as well. But what that did is, okay, I work with a bunch of corporate people who were burned out. And I work with everyone like, and that gave me like, I actually, this is not my target. I actually like to work with people who have a spiritual practice, but they're feeling stuck. And it feels like a very narrow, 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 narrow segment. But that's what I really enjoy and resonate. And that's when I am at my best, both as a practitioner in sessions and as a teacher, right? So I narrowed down from like corporate burnout to something even smaller, right? People who actually may have a job, but they're like, they have a spiritual practice. It could be meditation, yoga, that, anything. And they're feeling that their practice is either stuck or like it's failing them. And those are the people I know serve. And I can tell you that my business probably went five times over since I narrowed down to this tiny percent of the population, which again, in New York is actually not as tiny, right? Like if you do that narrowing down in a small city like you are, that's not going to work. But when you're in a big city, you can narrow it down to something that really resonates. So what happens is when I work with people that I feel I'm really helpful, my sessions are better. Everything is better. I give them what they need, right? And that's the kind of communication I have. So I don't have, I have more repeat sessions. At the beginning, I always offer like sessions. People will not come back or maybe one out of 10. I have probably like an 85% repeat session rate, right? 
And most of the people who don't come back is because they really wanted to explore Reiki, but they couldn't afford to come. So maybe they come once a year. But that is okay because, you know, when you have a lot of people like that, it builds up over time. And again, I'm in a city like New York City. But even if you're in a tiny town, if you offer everything to everyone, like, oh no, Reiki can help with anything. It sounds almost like a magical potion. And we know it's true because we have experience, but you know, we really need to understand that most people are not very familiar with this. And some people are even a little bit scared of this. And also there is a lot of wellness trends that are not being that efficient either, right? Uh, like all the stuff like from Winnie Paltrow and Goop, those, those weird things. So we may be, so when you're in a small city, perhaps you're not gonna narrate to that tiny segment that I did. But for example, I was working with a woman in Italy because I'm working on a, like actually to do a training where we're talking now, how to define your target in the Reiki and how to communicate, right? To come up with a proposition. She, uh, she's Italian, she lives in a small town in England, right? So what we define is actually, she likes to work with women who are probably facing a struggle about not finding their purpose, right? So that is a lot more defined that Reiki helps everyone. That is gonna help you, okay, target your communication. And I know communication sounds like a different thing, but you cannot have a business without communicating your offer to the world. And that I think is also a big mistake as Reiki practitioners, we do. We set the business, we set the website, we post a few things on Facebook, it doesn't work very well, and then we feel like we fail. So business and communication, really, really, really happen. And that can be different ways. I know people who don't advertise, but they're on every podcast. I don't advertise a lot, but I write books. So communication and Reiki business are one and the same, right? And we're going to do it our way. And again, when it's like, if I'm throwing 300 tennis balls, right? Reiki offers all these benefits. How many balls can you catch? I think probably not many, right? So you have to think about that, that by narrowing down, it's like a reverse, is the reverse. The more you narrow, always take into consideration your city, the bigger your business will grow. Again, don't be also too crazy. I'm only gonna work for, I'm gonna say, and please anyone who's sensitive to anything like, you know, but don't become, but I'm just using an example. Let me use aliens so we don't get offended. I'm only gonna work with aliens who are under five pounds, have four eyes, and they're really, really struggling sleeping. Like you have to narrow, but don't don't narrow to a point that you there is like two people, you know, suffering from that. So narrowing, use a little bit of common sense, check the demographic uh, that you're surrounded. And the other thing, do research, right? How do you define your target? So I want to work with corporate burnout, right? At the beginning. If I had done research, I would have done that most Reiki practitioners in New York City work with corporate burnout because we all go through the same thing. So then if I'm the last one coming with corporate burnout, I either communicate it or bring a very different twist on it, or I might struggle a little bit, right? Because the other people already got there. So maybe, okay, what if I work again? I twist it, it's not corporate burnout. I let other Reiki practitioners maybe do that. I may be like, well, what if I, when these people do burnout and they start having energy again, can I help them find the true, the pivot time, right? Or can I actually do prevention of burnout? So do research to see what they are. If again, you're in a small town, it may work for you. Like if everybody's offering this very generic, narrowing down will make you different. 
if people are very narrow, then choose an area that is not taken. If you like working with women, for example, and I talk about women because as women, we love to work with new moms or we love to work with women in corporation, you know, and men as well. But, you know, I'm talking probably based on my own preferences, even though I, I'm like, I offer like equal opportunity session, but in experience, I work with 90% women. They come to me more, right? So maybe you say, okay, I'm going to work with women who are pregnant in their twenties. Like again, if you're a small town, maybe I'm just going to work with pregnancy or with fertility or, or with actually menopause, right? Because women really struggle. We don't talk about it. There is a lot of shame on it. That's a huge market nobody's really talking to. Because why? Because it's a weird thing. But helping, that's, and every woman goes through menopause. Thank God, if they make it that far, right? And it can be anytime from 40 to 60. You have a very defined segment. And very clear benefits. Women uh, who struggle with hormones, either or teenager as well, like helping. So just think about what could work in your town that will make you a little bit different. And then your business makes sense. And then that also helps you um, solve a problem, right? So once you have, okay, I'm going to work with those aliens who are under five pounds and have three eyes and they can't sleep, right? So when I talk and someone tells me, what do you do? I won't say like, Oh, Rick is a life force, blah, blah, blah. And 15 minutes after, I still have not landed in what I offer you, right? Because I offer you realization, pain relief, and all these wonderful things that are true, and you may find your true self. I'm going to say to this tiny little alien in my hand, because you know they're tiny, so I'm raising them so I can talk to them my level, even though I don't know which three eyes to focus, right? So I'm going to look at him and say like, well, Rick is going to help you relax, and by relaxing, you're going to be able to sleep better and deeper and wake up more refreshed. That little alien is like, sign me up. There are no chemicals. There are not like side effects. I'm going to sleep. I've been desperate for sleep. Right? So, and you're seeing where I'm going. Like, and we're not overpromising. I think also another, probably the dark side of this, let's not overpromise. Right? I think a lot of times to sell the business, we also define and then we say, well, and again, I think also that happens a lot in, in female empowerment because we've been going through a, a period of female empowerment. Uh, if you do take Reiki, you're going to manifest the life that you want. That is very narrow in objectives, but obviously we're calm and centered. We're going to take better decisions. We're going to make better decisions and have a better life, but we need to be very clear. That's the way it happens when you get to know yourself to be more compassionate, more accepting of who you truly are, of course, life is going to be a little bit better, right? It's going to manifest in a better way. But we also have to be careful when we come with this business proposition to really remember those Reiki principles, right? And to really be anchored in things that people won't be disappointed. I think part of why I'm getting um, not only return business, but people who study with me, most of them spend a few months in my mentoring platform on Patreon, is because when you promise something that is, that is very human and beautiful, right? People don't feel disappointed. So the other day I gave a sample session to a person who gave a gift certificate for a session to his girlfriend, right? I said, well, come and try it. I'll give you half an hour. I'm not going to give you a full session. I'll give the session to your girlfriend and then come. So he's there and, you know, he's like, first 10 minutes, he's like freaking out. Why is this woman placing her hands on me, right? And then he relaxes. And then after, obviously he relaxes, we have another 10, 15 minutes. He's kind of smiling. And then we finish. He says, well, it was nice. I felt really comforted. I felt safe. And I asked him, 
How often do you feel safe with someone you don't know? How often do you feel safe in your body? How often do you feel comforted? He says, he stopped, he said, actually never. I said, well, it sounds like a simple thing, but it's huge. Like just bringing it down to like, and also asking them like, because they make like, oh, I just feel safe. Like, yeah, of course there were no, again, that alien didn't show up during the practice or not 300 generations of like ancestors. But we need to bring it down also in the way we communicate. We're very clear in our benefits. For me, being safe in the body is really important as well, because I always, I always live somewhere else, right? So we also feel, again, we feel like it's less, but it's more. That, that person opened, his eyes opened, were like, oh, I can actually feel safe in my body, and I can use this to feel safe in my body. And this is actually allowing me, when you're safe in your body, you can do anything right? Your life is very different. So again, clarity and how we communicate, but to communicate clearly to this person, I have to be very clear on what I'm offering. I'm not offering you a magical solution. I'm offering you to be centered, to be calm, to feel safe, you know, to, and to bring everything that you are with acceptance. That's my business proposition when I offer sessions, right? And perhaps if, for example, is that's a very funny story. I went to offer, uh, we were offering with a friend, like these services to the Jets, right? The football players. Because we had read another guy had like was using Reiki, and, but he was a coach and he was very happy. So I went there and the guys are like, because that coach had tried Reiki, he was kind of interested, right? So I went to do a trial and he was with the three coaches, the big coach, the whatever coach, and the other coach. These like guys, pure muscles, pure energy. One session after the other, guys fell asleep. I'm so relaxed. Oh my God, I can't believe this. Well, guess what? They say, no, we don't want you. You're going to relax our, our players and it's not going to work. And you don't talk enough during the session. So they decided Reiki wasn't for them. I think, honestly, I was the wrong practitioner for them. Because I Reiki practitioner, I'm very quiet during my sessions. I don't talk. I remember going to one of my teachers. She was very vocal in a nice way. I'm placing my hands here so you let the tension, can you please let the tension go? So a Reiki practitioner that has a business proposition that a little bit more active probably would have been better. That was not about, you know, finding that very calm and like, you know, they had communicated in a different way. The Jets will have had Reiki, right? But I still, for me, that is one of the best stories. As you can see, I'm not shy. I will reach out to everyone. But that also tells you, I went to Fashion Week, right? I work with models and fashion designer. I went to corporate at Soho House. I went to the Jets. And then I started noticing what I like, right? So you also have to practice a lot and then narrow, don't narrow just with your head. And I hope I didn't ramble too much. No, that is all amazing. Natalie, thank you so much. Um, wow. Um, that was, you know, we hear so often this encouragement to, oh, you have to pick a niche. You've got to select your niche. And I think that there is a lot of resistance to that for the exact reasons that you mentioned. You know, well, if I pick a niche, then I'm not going to get any clients. And how do I do that? And it just seems so very um, daunting, I think, and very limiting too. And so I think that, you know, as I listened to you speak, I felt that there are people listening 
who have been resistant to that idea of picking a niche. And I feel like the way that you explained it, really, I feel that the, it's, it's, it's clicking for people and they're saying, aha, I get it. Um, and what I also really like about um, the way in which you discuss it is just this idea of it being really about what you want to be doing in your heart and your passion and selecting a niche or even determining your niche from a heart-centered kind of place. Absolutely. And thinking that by doing this, you're actually reaching the people who need you, right? So Rick is a very different kind of business. It's a spiritual business, right? So when, you, when I started serving the people I could really help, you know, my business grew, but also these people finally knew to reach. My website is very strange. It's very about like Japanese. Like if you go to my website, I don't get as many responses uh, than other websites get, but the people who reach out, they're going to either take a class, most of them, or have a session because they, because they needed that. And they were like, oh, I was looking for that, right? I do martial arts and I'm very vocal about how the martial arts have helped me in my Reiki practice, I get some people who study Aikido, Karate, they will probably come to me more, right? And so I think it's both you, and again, I'm telling you, like I didn't even pay taxes my, when I was like narrow generic, it was so hard for me to get clients. And I was so keen and I, I did mailings, I reached out to Vogue, to every magazine, like, and then when I started narrowing down, it became so much easier. Like, you know, it's like, it was, a, you still have to do your work. And another, to just finish that thought. So now we use Instagram and, you know, like social media has become a big thing. So I struggled in Instagram in the beginning, like took over a hundred followers. And I think a lot of people in the Reiki community, we struggle to get followers, right? And I know we need to use Instagram to sell, but the first step is to build awareness of who you are and then you can build trust and then you can start selling, right? And I see most, people get stuck between 300 and 600, right? And when I started defining who I was, obviously my communication changed because I have the words for it. I use my testimonials. I like, well, I actually do this. And I talk, I, talk, I work a lot with young people. Don't ask me why, but like most of my students are in their twenties, right? So I take the Reiki things and I make it in a more younger speech. Like how will I explain this to someone who's 24? How will I explain this to someone who doesn't believe in this? And I started having a very particular style of communicating. And now I still have only like 2,200 followers, but that for a Reiki practitioner is actually quite decent, you know? And that growth happened in a year and a half, like, you know, and then with the latest algorithm, everybody should not feel frustrated. Like the latest algorithm change. Like also you need to understand there are things you can control, algorithm and life, you cannot control with Reiki. But when the algorithm was different, I grew like a thousand followers in like in six, seven months. When I started being, this is who I am, this is who I serve. And this is the program I solve, right? It's all about education, helping other Reiki practitioners understand the practice. So it helps in every way, yeah. Yeah, that's that's really great. And I will say for the record that I do not have many Instagram followers myself at all. <laughs> so thanks for that encouragement. Um, you know, what I just heard you saying in, in all of that was, a, again, a lot, so much. But it sounds to me like what you're really saying is that you need to um, define who you are serving and the problem that you solve for them. So talking about 
who you are, the who who you help and how you help them. Um, can you tell us, you know, how are, are those the kinds of questions that we want to be asking ourselves in order to get clarity on that? And what what other ways should be we be working or could we be working to help us define um, that business proposition? I love that question. Actually, those are the three questions, but like almost like Reiki practice, they sound very simple. They're very hard to answer. So there are two things. I think we need, that's where the Reiki practice comes in, right? Uh, doing your practice every day. So you let go of what you're not like, you know, we struggle to define Reiki, but if you think about the Reiki precepts, what is Reiki practice? Letting go of the anger, worry, so we can be more grateful and reconnect with who we truly are, right? So do your practice. And there is a beautiful benefit of Reiki that we don't talk a lot, but that's the one that he brought into my life. If you have to ask me about the biggest gift, acceptance. Acceptance of who I was, right? And when you accept who you are, you bring other gifts. So practice, 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 uh, because we have an idea, especially when we go into Reiki, we have this idea that now we're good people helping the world, right? And that is, that is a beautiful purpose to become better. But I think we become a little bit blind about who we are, right? And for me, when we practice Reiki and we're honest, it brings a lot of darkness. But without my darkness, who am I being compassionate to you, right? So that darkness is actually what fed my business. It sounds very, because when I look at what do I struggle with, you know, self-esteem, um, fear of codependency, fear of not getting all the people to like me. You know, they're very human things. So when we're very clear about who we are, we become clear about other people, right? So practice self-knowledge, working with the precepts, doing your hands on healing, whatever your lineage is, those two things are common to all the lineage. And those are the core, right? And meditate with the precepts. So be very clear of who you are, and when you have that, then, okay, also be kind to yourself. Like, who do I enjoy working with, right? Because I used to give sessions to some people. I didn't enjoy it. The corporate people, I actually, when they're like, oh, I have to go. And then I work with people who were like on cancer treatment, you know, people living with cancer. I loved it. I'm like, and then I would offer people stuck in their, like meditation practice. I loved it. And I'm like, why am I being torturing myself, serving people I don't really enjoy? Because I don't think... When I can be working with people living with cancer that bring joy into my life, don't ask me why, but I really enjoy working with them because they're beautiful people, like they're beautiful sessions. And then people like this, when I can work with people who actually I enjoy, sometimes we feel like, oh, I have to help the world. Like, no, it doesn't work like that, right? So offer session, perhaps the first step is offer sessions to everybody as a practice, but don't set your business yet, you know? The first step, and we talk about this, pause. So you get your Reiki 2 uh, certificate and you're excited because Reiki is so beautiful. It's like, I don't want to work in a freaking office. I don't want to work dealing, I work in advertising. And, you know, it's, it's a toxic environment. Like it's very ego-driven, it's very subjective. They're also very lovely, interesting people. It's hard work. So I took a sabbatical. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a Reiki practitioner. Obviously it didn't work because I wasn't clear yet, right? So get your Reiki 2 certificate. And even if you're dying to just do this for a living, take a year to offer sessions to cats, to dogs. I'm not even saying only humans. Check what you like and then 
and write notes, but don't write notes like I did this chakra, I did this. Did I enjoy this? How did the session, what was the reaction of this person? And you're gonna notice a pattern of people who first come back, right? And you really wanna choose a demographic when people come back because getting your clients is hard, getting repeat business is what's gonna give you some sustainability in the long term. Who did I go to offer these sessions that I, I went with like open heart and I left with an open heart versus drain? I'm like, uh, I don't know if I can do this for a living, right? And do it for a year at least because the first month, everything feels fantastic. First three months, like, oh my God, I'm doing this Reiki thing. After a year, the moms were like, oh, I don't want to go and see this person on the first session. Like, you want to go, but you're, there is something resisting, right? Don't. When you have resistance, sit. Is I am resisting because I am drained. I'm not taking my rest. I'm not doing enough self-practice. I'm resisting because this is probably not my target. Is there, and, and then you notice patterns and then you make the decision, right? So then you're ready to sit down. Who am I? Who do I want to serve? What problem do I solve? Another thing, testimonials. We get all, even if you're doing uh, your first, like I always recommend people to do 50 to 100 hours. Like I think 100 hours should be 50 minimum before setting your business. Ask, even if you're not, you don't know if you're going to set up a business. Ask for feedback. Ask for testimonials. written. Like go to your home, send me three lines about what the session felt. Send me three words. When you gather 2025, you're going to start seeing one benefit that goes over the rest. And that can help you to, well, that is what I'm solving. And you, and it may be perhaps, that's the other thing I always say, we're talking about demographic, that tiny alien. It may be that you actually narrow down your benefit to sleep, digestion, uh, relaxation, but then you really talk, your whole website doesn't talk about pain relief. It doesn't talk about anything. It talks about relaxation, right? And the benefits of relax. So you can narrow it by also doing that. So be practical, do your self-practice, ask people, you know, like, I feel something is Reiki, we place the hands, we do the healing, we do everything. No, ask people, what did you enjoy from my sessions? What did you not do? And, and you're gonna see a pattern. So you need a year, you need 50 to 100 sessions. Get those testimonials. Go over your diary, keep notes. And then, the, honestly, it's going to be written very easily. It's almost mathematical. Wow, that is incredible. Thank you so much for those tips. Um, that That is, you know, that is really just so... Um, I think empowering in terms of this idea that you don't have to figure it out. You don't have to make the decision. You just have to do your thing, offer sessions, and then uncover the patterns and just see almost in a sense like what floats to the top naturally. And then, uh, and then be able to, um, uh, use that and go from there for your business proposition. I think that's really, powerful so thank you so much for that you're welcome and if you think about it it's, it's the same we cannot grasp reiki with the intellect right reiki practice we need there is an intellectual part we can read books but we grasp it with practice and experience and then you get those weird insights that pop up you don't know how it's like oh oh my god what is this insight like and you deepen your practice and I think with the business, there are some basics you need to do. You need to know how to keep your numbers. You need to know where to rent space. You need to do a numbers part that is has 
intellectual requirements, right? Like you need to, okay, what is my time worth, the space, all those things that we're not going to go over these because it's it's a whole nother. But the part about this, about defining your, say like, if I asked myself, for example, when I did that, right? My answer was like corporate burnout because I was thinking with my head without having done a hundred sessions, right? I had done already pretty 40 to 50, but I didn't look at the pattern. If I had looked back at those 50 sessions, the three, four people, because I had a lot of repeat like that I love were yoga teachers who were struggling. It was already in there. I just didn't want to see it, right? So just the same, you can, you can have, you can have an initial like reaction. I'm going to focus on that, but be flexible. So try, and that's another thing, like what may be true today to you, I'm talking, okay, right now, I used to love working with people living with cancer, but the pandemic made it impossible, right? But beyond that, um, maybe two years from now, I will not enjoy that anymore, right? Like, so you set your target, but every six months or every year, Revisit probably every year, maybe better if you have a business and making a living out of it. If you're not making a living out of it every six months, sit down. Do I still enjoy this? Am I still loving helping these people? Uh, we grow older, right? So perhaps when I was in my 20s, I love working with women who were trying to get pregnant in 20s and 30s. As I approach, I'm sorry, I'm talking very female based, but it's really based on my experience. You know, but as I approach my 50s, maybe I don't want to work with people trying to get pregnant in their 30s. Maybe I want to okay, women who retire, what do they do? Or men who retire, right? Or non-binary or whoever we are who retire humans, right? So I maybe I want to like, because retirement is also very hard, right? Like we are humans, we work for like, every time it's more like 60, 65, 67. I don't think you and I will have a retirement. Uh, but then these people are like, they don't have a purpose anymore, right? So maybe that's when you are reaching that age, maybe that's your purpose, helping those. So you have to narrow it down, define, and then this is very like Reiki, firm and flexible. Okay, this is my target for now. Some people, they have a business that flourishes and blooms for five years. And then they say, Natalie, it's only like it's dry, like no one is coming for me. Because perhaps your heart is no longer there, or perhaps society has changed, right? You know, smoking was supposed to be good for your digestion, right? And now I like, we know it's horrible. So society's changed. Maybe you got your, like, maybe people are living, like they're not leaving the houses anymore. So then you need, okay, what do I do that I can do virtual? So set it, but don't set in stone and don't be rigid about it. So hopefully that is also very important. Oh yes, absolutely. I I am positive that that, that uh, really resonates, especially because, you know, Reiki is, so flexible and Reiki is really limitless and the possibilities are endless. And so why uh, really box ourselves into one way of serving and um, one um, niche, if you will, and to just allow that to open up and, and develop and unfold in whatever way it really needs to. So that is absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much for that. You're welcome. 
Yes. So um, is there anything else that you would like to share with us as far as the, the business proposition? I mean, that is all a real wealth of information. And I am positive that listeners are going to want to listen to this again, because there's so much in here, so many great tips and so much really to um, unpack. Um, are there any other um, tips, thoughts, um, pieces of encouragement that you would like to pass along on this topic? I think actually I want to go back to something that you mentioned. And we don't, and I think for me it came in the words, I remember when I was in Instagram and I stopped growing, right? Like sometimes, again, I have my very spiritual moments. I have my very moments filled with light and I'm very human and I'm not the best human, you know, I'm, so I go stuff like, my Instagram is not growing and that person has like more followers. What am I doing wrong, right? And it came to me very clearly, my spiritual practice is not my amount of followers or my success in Reiki business, right? And that I have it very clear and that also helped me like step back and I have a part-time Reiki business that is thriving and is exact. I enjoy every moment of it, right? And it brings, honestly, is the one thing that keeps me like being able to also do my work in advertising. And I've done something a little crazy. I bring my Reiki practice into advertising. I try to be, uh, not to get angry, not to be worried, to actually help my colleagues stay centered and, you know, and try to be compassionate. And, and I feel mostly people try to do that, but like your regular job can be your Reiki practice. So I think the late last piece of advice I will say, you don't need to have a Reiki practice. Sometimes it feels like that because you want more Reiki into your life. You know, you want your life to be about Reiki. And that, I think we all go through that. Like, because it's such a beautiful, peaceful practice. It's like, why am I going to go and like, you know, be a cashier in a supermarket or be a nurse and have a really rough time? First of all, when it becomes a business, there is a lot of stress that comes with it. It's, a diff it's not the easiest of business. And yes, you can say I'll manifest, but that means a lot of personal work, right? So unless you have, if you want to, do that risk very at the beginning, have a lot of savings, right? Like don't, it's because you don't want the money to destroy your only spiritual practice. So, and again, I think that desire comes because it's such a beautiful practice. So my biggest advice is take a pause. When you do your Reiki too, it took me eight years to become a Reiki master, right? Even if you feel it, take that year to practice, to slowly First of all, when then you have your business, you're going to have a mailing list. You're going to have people spreading the words. You're going to have testimonials. Just start slowly, uh, practice, and and also see if you really like, like take a whole Saturday and give five sessions a day. You need to give four to five sessions a day if you're going to live from this, right? How does that feel? Could I do this every day? Really explore it. Approach it with an exploration and understand that your Reiki practice success has nothing to do with the business success. It doesn't mean you're less of a Reiki practitioner if you try the business and didn't work, or if you decided it's too hard to set up a business, or if you don't set up your business. Your Reiki practice can actually be deeper because you're gonna be doing a lot more self-work, right? So that is my advice. And then if you're gonna go into a Reiki business, remember Reiki business. So really take your time not only to practice but get tools uh in new york there is like free business uh classes they train you to set up new businesses and they give you free accounting uh free marketing classes there are mentors like association score 
And those things are pretty much in the United States, like most cities have them. They're free or very cheap programs where you can learn how to market your business for $40, like take classes. And those classes are so, so, but they're good enough that you can get started, right? And they help you how to set up accounting. I got a, a free lawyer consultation, right? So take your time. And then if you're trying a business and it doesn't work out, try changing. If it doesn't work out, take a pause, go back, work. Don't feel like a failure. This is a spiritual practice. And if you want to bring more Reiki into your life, also consider that other ways to do it, right? When we're compassionate and kind to our families, right? When we try not to be angry and worried about them, when we try to be a center of peace to our families, when we try to let go of toxic and codependent relationships in our lives, that is Reiki practice. You know, when we're trying to be a center of light in a workplace, you know, with pandemics, workplaces are hell, most of them, right? That's why we have the great resignation. That is Reiki practice. So expand a little bit of what your Reiki practice is. It's not placing the hands on someone. It's becoming a center of love and life. And we do that through the Reiki system, right? To be in that bright light. But I, I remember, not in this job, I'm, I have a new job, but I used to, I go to shoots. And advertising shoots, they may cost anything from half a million to $3 million for a day, right? So there is stress because if you don't capture what you need to capture, you're not waste. So everybody's pretty stressed. And I used to do, there is in Japanese Reiki meditation called Joshin Gokyoho, which is very centering and grounding, but you expand your energy. And I used to do Joshin Gokyoho the whole, it became second nature, I've done it for years. And then I was always calm, right? In the shoots. I wasn't really feeling calm, but I was able to stay calm. And people would come frazzled and I would just say like, breathe, relax. But because I was calm, shoots will calm down and will finish. And this is not talent. This is just simple breathing. I'm not being special. I'm not being an angel. I'm just breathing and remaining centered. So we forget that we affect everyone we interact with. So you don't need to have a Reiki business to have a life filled with Reiki. And I think the first thing perhaps First question before all the questions I already gave you is, am I doing Reiki as a business because I actually will enjoy doing this full time for a living or because I want to have Reiki permeate all of my life? That is the first question I will ask everybody to do, you know? And there is no right or wrong answer. And if you took an answer and they're like, crap, I should have done a business, you still have time to do it. And you have a lot more practice. You don't need to rush. Actually, all the people I know who are most successful at Reiki businesses, they had a few years under the belt when they really started to actually charge for it. And others are amazing. Some people are natural at business and marketing and they do it from day one. But you know, there's some people who run very fast and they go to the Olympics. There are some people who are very, I'm like, I could draw as a kid without taking classes. So we have special talents, but most of us, I'm not a business person. I'm like, and I'm actually taking business classes because I decided, well, I also don't want to stay with, I don't do business. Well, I learned to do it proficiently, but I wasn't born like, you know, like, ah, oh. but you know, I, I have a facility to talk and communicate. So we all have to, again, be honest with who we are. And if we don't do the Reiki business now, we can do it in three, four years, hopefully, if there is peace, we're still healthy. But also Reiki is a thing you can do even when you're 80, as long as you can sort of like sit and breathe. You know, you can, that is the beauty, you know, it's not like fashion. You have like, 
oh, either you're a model from 14 to 25 or you're never hired anymore, right? And again, all my references are very much related to my experience, like work experience, but you get the feeling. So I think that is the question. Do you want to fill your life with Reiki or do you really want to make a living out of Reiki? Wow, Natalie, that is uh, a, a million dollar question, isn't it? And I think that you have just put it so succinctly. Do you want to have a life of Reiki or do you want to make a living out of Reiki? And, uh, you know, you are so right that just because you love Reiki and want to have a Reiki filled life doesn't mean that you have to do that by starting a Reiki business. Um, and that if you do want to start a Reiki business, it's always going to be there. It's always going to be an option. Um, so thank you for all of that in incredible encouragement. That is absolutely beautiful, Natalie, as well as all of your metaphors. So thank you so much. Um, this has been incredible. Um, please do tell us um, how people can get in touch with you, anything that you might have coming up uh, that, uh, that people might want to know about. Absolutely. So basically it's dive into Reiki and um, that's another like marketing class, be consistent. So you can find me YouTube slash uh, dive into Reiki, on Instagram and dive into Reiki, Facebook and my website obviously is dive into Reiki. Um, right now, I think you can, obviously I've written books, not about the business or communication side, which now I'm thinking maybe I should one day do a little book, but they are nonfiction. Uh, one is an illustrated guide because I basically struggle with the meditation side of Reiki. I'm, I'm very visual. Uh, it's a tiny, tiny guide because I felt a lot of the books were very long, but I didn't have anything practical. And I'm very much, as you can see, I'm very... I'm like, give me that practical advice, right? I'm a little bit dumb, so I need that. I'm like, I need like the stick on the head. Uh, I have another book that is more about Western Reiki, but because it's seen from a Japanese perspective, it's probably like, probably the most Japanese Western Reiki, which is a Reiki uh, healing book I did in partnership because with a person who really understands chakras. Uh, chakra, like my intellect and chakras, we don't get along. That's why I keep it very simple in Japanese. It's not because I don't like chakras. I just don't, I cannot, I get overwhelmed with thinking. Uh, but it's, they're lovely books. They're very simple. So if you're struggling deeper in your Reiki practice or you're stuck, sometimes those books may help you. They're very approachable. Everything I try, my mission in life is making something that is very abstract, very approachable and very human uh, so every human can benefit on it. Like, you know, I even teach sometimes Reiki meditations to corporates, um, but I tell them they're inspired by Japan and martial arts. I don't tell them they're Reiki. Like, but knowing how to talk, like that's like, well, because they're like 25 sales guys, you know, like, so martial arts is gonna work better. But so everything, if you're really struggling with understanding, I think every time you feel something is very abstract or struggling, I think what I offer either with my free podcast or with my Patreon mentoring, uh, diving into Reiki is I'm trying to say something that sometimes feels very out there, very magical, very abstract or, or bigger than we are, right? The whole, me as a simple human will grasp all this beautiful healing energy. I try to make it very easy to understand and very practical so we can all practice because for me, like I think we should all be practicing Reiki. Right, like for me, it should be like you go to high school and you have chemistry and Reiki or spiritual practice or meditation. So I try to make it very engaging as well. 
and very relatable. So that will be my principles. I am planning on doing a communication class. I'm already doing the beta testing, uh, which is basically doing the exercise we're talking about together as a group because they sound like very simple questions, but when you do them by yourself, you end up binging on Netflix or you end up like overthinking like blah, 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 blah. So it's like training and training you how to do those exercises so you can do them by yourself. That should be probably opening in June, uh, but that probably you may want to follow me on social media or like the mailing list and probably you'll get there. But yeah, I'm, I'm probably like, I like, I call it street Reiki. I like to make these things like, hey, no matter if you live, I live in Harlem, if you live here in Harlem or you live in Harrisburg or if you're someone like in Berlin or China or Nigeria, like make it so simple and human inside that like everybody can understand like how wonderful this practice is. Yes, I love that. That is beautiful. And doesn't that lead us right back to the importance of communication in all of this? Yeah. Um, that is incredible. Thank you so much. Natalie, I want to say thank you. It has been such an absolute honor to talk with you and to uh, just hear all of your wonderful insights, encouragement, and inspiration. And so I want to say thank you so much for joining us on Reiki Business Collective. It has been a true honor, Natalie. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Christian. I, I'm, I feel like this is so important because, you know, all of us are talking a lot about how to deepen our spiritual practice. I think more people are coming about the marketing side, but I love that you're creating this space where everybody can talk about their experience and bring in those insights because I think that's the part we don't talk about, but we struggle a lot, right? Some of us even resent like, oh, why do I have to work like this when I could have a Reiki business? Well, no, don't. When you understand you can have Reiki in your whole life, you stop resenting having to work and life becomes a lot easier for a lot of us. Uh, or you're actually successful, right? You hear tips that are going to help you in your business. So I really appreciate that you're bringing this space to, to have these discussions. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for being an important voice in this discussion. Um, so thank you all so much. Um, and sending Reiki blessings and best wishes to all of the listeners. Thank you all so very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, share, and join in the conversation at facebook.com slash groups slash Reiki Biz, B-I-Z. Blessings and best wishes for your Reiki journey. listening to the Dive into Reiki podcast. You can read a full transcript of today's interview at diveintoreiki.com slash blog. If you found this episode helpful, please hit the subscribe button, leave me a review, or just share it with your friends. It makes all the difference. Thank you. Gracias. Merci. 